0: better than this guys being dudes here on the draft dudes podcast presented by locked on it's joe marino kyle krabs and chris schubert from the draft network and we are your hosts here on this monday episode of the show i don't know if you guys know this but the super bowl matchup has been set it's the Kansas city chiefs and the tampa bay buccaneers kyle what's up good morning
1: yeah, it's good to see some uh, some fresh faces like tom brady and patrick mahomes playing for a super bowl in two weeks Really, really glad to see a, a change of pace.
0: Well, you know, the alternative was the Bills. So are you you good or no? <laughs> Mahomes, I mean.
1: I'd sh- share my thoughts, but Chris would have to edit the podcast. I don't want to have to do
0: that. Too, so. <laughs> Christopher, good morning.
2: Good morning. I saw probably my favorite tweet um, of this NFL playoff cycle when ESPN tweeted out last night about the Super Bowl. And it was a picture of WrestleMania 18, The Rock versus Hollywood Hulk Hogan. And I've never liked to tweet faster in my life with the undertones that that tweet meant. uh, Because for those of you who are wrestling fans know that Hollywood Hogan is the Tom Brady in this situation. And The Rock is Patrick Mahomes. And at that WrestleMania, everybody turned on The Rock and Patrick Mahomes. The fans did not like him, and I wonder if ESPN is saying that people are going to be rooting for
1: Brady and not Mahomes in this one. It, real quick, Joe, I'd be interested, especially because you made it to the final four, you know, Buffalo in the AFC Championship game. You lost to Kansas City, and on the other side of the of the field is Tom Brady. So, like, you don't have, like, a really appealing emotional – attachment to this game one way or the other so i'm just kind of curious you know having digested last night's game like where do you sit on this super bowl do you have a team that you would like to see win
0: Mm. that's a good question um man i don't want to say the wrong thing right now (laughs) because because we have a lot of bucks people in our life right like we do so there, and, and I, for, for a lot of reasons, I want them to win the Super Bowl. you know, that would make me happy. I, I would love for Jake and Trevor and JC and yeah, I don't know, it just feels like there's Bucks people everywhere. So like, yeah, good for them. Um, but yeah, but, but Tom you signed Tom Tom Brady. yeah, Super Bowl. You, you know, yeah, but <laughs> you know, like, so there's, that makes it tough. Uh, and then Kansas City. I mean, I don't have any will, ill will against Kansas City. I, I don't know. They're, to me, they're it's fine. Like, yeah, go Chiefs. Um, I think I would feel I would feel less if they were to win the Super Bowl than the, the Buccaneers because then I'd always have to balance that out in my head with like, yeah, but you signed Tom Brady, so and.
1: I'm kind of going
0: to thorn in the side for a long time.
1: I'm kind of rooting for the Bucks and Tom just to kind of dampen down checks. Legacy in New
0: England. That, yeah, that, that would a feel
1: little, good. It's a very petty approach to the just, game. A but, little.
2: It's extremely petty.
1: But, like, New England wins 7-9 and nine this year. Tom leaves and promptly goes to his 10th Super Bowl. No questions asked. I don't know. I think there's just a little part of me that, like, if I was looking for the motivation to see – Friends of ours win a Super Bowl because I never want that until I can experience it for myself. <laughs> it would be at least Tom can kind of really fire up the debate on whether the Patriots dynasty was a Tom Brady thing or a Bill Belichick thing.
2: Well, let me add something here, real quick, guys. Uh, the other thing, too, is like I think if Mahomes and the Chiefs win another one, then they very quickly enter that Warriors territory of. Yep. Everybody turns on them, right? That's why I talked about that tweet that ESPN put out, right, about the, the Rock and then Hollywood Hogan. If they win another one, everybody's going to turn on them, right? No one's going to want to see them win. And you know what? I like living in this world where we like watching Patrick Mahomes, and it's fun to watch back Patrick Mahomes, and we root for Patrick Mahomes. I like that world. Let's stay in that world for a little bit. So that's why we're, I'm not rooting for him in this one.
1: That's a great analogy to Steph. Like, I remember when Steph Curry first became Steph Curry, and I'm not a – advocate or a advocate I'm not an avid basketball watcher right but I've watched if it's on TV and obviously when it's a team like Golden State and they're they're kind of new and show up on the scene and it's fun and they play this this flashy sexy style of basketball I really got into it and then like Steph started throwing his mouth guard at refs and stuff and it's (laughs) like okay dude like dial it down a little bit and I think that's a great point, Chris, where, or Patrick, I don't know if he's ever going to get to that level of being insufferable, but like the chiefs have a few Draymond green type players on the roster that you could be like, all right, like just stop and let it go. So I think I'm rooting for Tampa.
0: I think that's a good point. Kyle, when you were saying that, I'm sitting there thinking to myself, like, man, like, well, Holmes really isn't hateable, so that's hard because right. he, he, he seems so – Other than catch-up
1: on the steak thing. But,
0: but, other but, than but, that, but
2: Steph was the same way, guys. Like, st- like Kyle, that's a great point. Steph was the same way until they won multiple championships.
0: To me, to me the, the annoyance, if there is any with the Chiefs at this point, is those secondary characters on the team that it's like – Yo, you play with Mahomes, so like, if you were just some guy on the, you know, like the Arizona Cardinals or something, nobody would care about you. And you have the audacity to be outlandish because you have Mahomes. So I guess that would be the annoying part. But otherwise, I mean, like Mahomes feels like the like the type of Super Bowl that or not Super Bowl Superstar that is just so likable. So, anyways, today we are going to talk about the Chiefs. We're going to talk about the Bucks. And these these guys, they're at the biggest stage that football has to offer. And we talk so much about roster construction and, and getting to this point uh, across the NFL. But we have two teams that are here. And I think we want to live in the moment a little bit and talk about why. Why? What about these teams? Uh, what's the recipe? What's in the sauce here that has them playing for Super Bowl 55? Um, and, I, you know, obviously it's going to be easy to say, well, Brady and Mahomes, right? Like that's – there's more to these football teams. Um, so I, I guess we can start with Kansas City because we're kind of there. Um, I think just the the obvious first thing to say is Patrick Mahomes. I mean, he's an absolute difference maker at quarterback. And, what you, I mean, he's special in so many ways, but the, the fact that there's no good way to play him at this point, I mean, he's played a reasonable amount of football. And it doesn't matter what you do. If you want to blitz him, he's going to kill you. If you want to play man, he's going to kill you. If you want to play soft zones, he's going to kill you. If you invite them to dink and dunk their way down the field and run the football, they'll, they'll kill you. So, yeah, he's got good weapons, but what he's able to do in terms of manipulating defenses and always playing his game no matter what is really, really remarkable. And the Chiefs, you know, look, it could get challenging with the roster moving forward, giving how much they're, they're allocating to Mahomes. But, my God, if there ever was a quarterback that's worth that, that elevates the players around him, it's Patrick Mahomes.
1: I think that's the biggest thing. Is you look, I know we talked about this last week, Joe. This offensive line in Kansas City is like a skeleton, a game. skeleton of what it should have been when we were looking at it in July, and they just lost Eric Fisher to a torn Achilles, and like lo and behold, they're still perfectly fine. And if you needed any more evidence of, oh. <laughs> sacks are a quarterback stat you know look at Mahomes and what he's able to do to extend plays and how comfortable he is with three Buffalo Bills bearing down on him and and just continuing to kind of slide and pedal and then throw it and having success with those plays and you know I I don't know how teams that don't have like a top five quarterback in the NFL can look at that blueprint and feel that they can have any any confidence of replicating it whatsoever. Because that the, what he's done and what he's allowed this offensive line to do, despite we're now going into the Super Bowl, a backup at left tackle, a backup at right tackle, and Schwartz is your best tackle, right? He's out. Um, Duvernay Tardif is out. Uh, starting centers out.
0: They're down to their left. Their third left guard.
1: Yeah. So. What the hell do you do with that? Because it's like that's the value that an elite quarterback brings. Because if, imagine any other team, Joe, any team that, that has QB number eleven or worse out of 32 is trying to play in the playoffs with against a Sean McDermott coach defense, nonetheless, with that offensive line. That amount of that, that amount of attrition impacting their offensive line.
0: Pat Mahomes makes them better. Uh, they have a wonderful from their offensive weapons. It's this wonderful blend of speed and speed with the ball in their hands, and physical guys that can get open in the intermediate areas of the field. And Travis Kelsey, Demarcus Robinson, Sammy Watkins, when he's available, he helps their team. And obviously, Hardman and Hill on the outside, and and they can toy with you. Like it doesn't. You want to play press? Okay, you're gonna you're gonna you're going to put yourself in a vine. You want to play off, they're going to eat you up. You know, they. Tyreek Hill just toys with cornerbacks because he can get deep. He generates so much vertical push. It just opens up everything for him. So when you have this complement of weapons, of, you know, diverse skill sets that feature speed and physicality with that type of quarterback, good night, good night. I mean, it, it's, it almost feels like that team on offense, whenever they want to score, they will. It doesn't matter. You know, it's, it's, um, it, it feels like, like LeBron James a little bit. We keep going back to these basketball re- references, but there's been times in my life where I watch LeBron James play basketball and I'm like, he can score every single time he, he touches the ball if he wants to. And the Chiefs played a lot of tight games this year. Their last nine games, well, not including the AFC Championship game, their previous nine games to that. They had their Week 17 loss to the Chargers, which none of their players were playing. Mm-hmm. But the other eight games, they, they, it was within six points. They played these tight games. But it felt like whenever they had to score, it was like, okay, we better go win this game. They could do it. And obviously in the playoffs, they, they've dialed it up. So it's just, it's just a lot to deal with on offense and how it can stress you. It puts maximum stress on your defense. And, you know, there's no book. There's, there's no blueprint at this point on how to slow down this
1: offense. Joe, that's a great point, too, because I think about both of our teams jumped on Kansas City early. Uh, Buffalo scored the first nine. When Miami played them in week 15 or week 14, Miami scored the first 10. And then you blink, and Kansas City runs off 30 consecutive points against Miami, and they ran off 38 consecutive points against Buffalo. That's like, what the hell just happened? Ask the Houston Texans. Yeah, that's the Houston Texans for the playoffs last year. We're up twenty-four nothing. Yeah,
0: what is it's what just is Steve, gone in an instant. Steve Palazzolo, PFF, Steve. He put out a tweet after the Bills went up nine to nothing. He says you know, the Bills are like danger. It was paraphrase. The Bills are living dangerously here, getting up on the Chiefs. And I read it and, I, and I'm like, well, what do you want them to do? Not not have a nine to nothing lead? Like would they just go exchange blows with them? And it's just like, well, yeah, um, the next thing you know, they score 21 points in like
1: six minutes of game clock, and you're like, uh, okay. um, You force them into having to throw the ball, and it's like you're doing them a favor.
0: It's almost – and then you think about the team – Carolina, Atlanta. um, Those are probably the two best examples of teams they played tight games with where it's almost like their offenses are so – I don't want to say safe, but they have quarterbacks that are willing to just kind of take the profits, work the flats, and, and those types of offenses because they, they're they risk-averse to an, to an extent. Like, that's almost the recipe that you need to kind of keep the Chiefs asleep at the wheel a little bit and introduce enough variance and keep it close long enough to have a chance at the end.
1: Right. And if you and make a 70-yard all field goal for. at the end, you win. That's all you're hoping for is to have it as a one-possession game late and have the bounce of the ball go your way.
0: When it comes to getting or staying in shape, nothing feels as good as the feeling of accomplishment, of hitting your fitness goals and feeling great about yourself. Echelon can get you there. Echelon offers the next generation of connected fitness bikes, fitness mirrors, rowing machines, and their all-new Stride Smart treadmill. No matter what your favorite fitness activity is, Echelon gives you a fun and challenging workout from the comfort of your home. Their world-class instructors will motivate you with thousands of daily live and on-demand studio-level classes always available when you need them. Unlike their competitors, Echelon is affordable for everyone, and one membership lets up to 5 family members all work out at the same time. Right now, you can try any Echelon fitness equipment at home for 30 days. Go to echelonfit.com/nfl. That's E C H E L O N fit.com/nfl.
1: So we'll see if Tampa gets there. But, you know, we spent a lot of time about, you know, Kansas City and and their offense specifically because that's so much of the identity of their team. But, you know, credit where it's due defensively too, Joe. I mean, we talked about, you know, Coach Spagnuolo and and his uh, approach, his game plan uh, in this game. And I think it really accentuates they have playmakers at the right spots, Uh, the Honey Badger in the secondary being one, and these corners are – like out of nowhere, playing really good football. Uh, with Jerry Sneed being one of them who's played good ball for them all year long. Uh, their pass rush, Chris Jones, is an interior penetrator up front, and uh, it allows Kansas City to kind of select where they want the rest of their rush to come from.
0: I think this team plays in subs so well. Mm-hmm. Um, what they can do with these DBs, And again, you're not looking at, I mean, Honey Badger, he's an elite player, right? There's, that's, he's in his own category. But for the most part, dude, we're not talking about like uber talented players. We're talking about some young guys on rookie deals like Rashad Fenton, like Javarius Ward, like LeJarius Sneed, that, like Rashad Fenton, right? These are all like fourth, fifth, sixth round rookies in their rookie deal. And Rashad Breeland, who's been a journeyman cornerback for his, his career but they, because of the spacing on what they can do in sub uh, with those safeties, right. They have Thornhill, they have honey badger, they have um, Daniel Sorensen. I mean, they're so interchangeable with these players and what they can do matchup wise. And it's just really impressive, man. And I think in in a, in an NFL, that is a passing league, despite what Dave Gettleman will tell you your ability to line up in sub and play in space as a defense like they've they've got the right makeup of of players and scheme to get that
1: done Well, oh, and that's how this model is sustainable for them too because it's going to have to be that way is finding the cheap rookie contracts to smatter throughout your roster to help you maintain your five to eight cornerstone keystone pieces yeah and have them play really well into the identity of of what you want to do as a football team. And Kansas City has that.
0: Whether we want to credit John Dorsey for a lot of this or Brett Veach since Dorsey's tenure, they found some players, man. You know, and and you look at Pat Mahomes. I mean, he wasn't the first quarterback drafted. He was barely, he he was, I mean, he was the 10th pick in the draft. He was barely a top 10 pick. Uh, Chris Jones, second rounder. Derek Nottie, third rounder. Tyreek Hill, fifth round. Travis Kelsey, when was he a th- third round, third round pick? Yeah. <laughs> you know, this isn't, this isn't um, just that they've been having all these top 10 picks and just built this dynamic roster by, um, cons- you know, being bad for a while and just having all these draft picks, man. They've hit on some like superstars. I'm not talking about like l- contributors Hill, Kelsey Jones, Mahomes, Mahomes, like <laughs> to get on those players where you did, um, man, really good job, really good job. Good football team, well coached.
1: Well let's let's talk about another good football team in the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. and let's let's set the table and set the stage of Green Bay should wake up this morning and look in the mirror for why they're not playing the Super Bowl. Was that an agreeable statement to make from both of you?
0: Oh, are you kidding? They had every chance that they needed, and they just made poor choices.
1: I would agree 1,000%, Kyle. I mean, the end of first half exchange in which they get the touchdown with one second left to Scotty Miller is indescribably bad by Kevin King. And then you have the indescribably bad decision – to kick a field goal down eight points with four minutes left to give the ball back to squints Tom Brady on the other side of the field, as if you were ever going to sniff the ball back again, which spoiler alert, they did not. Uh, and then the uh, Kevin King DPI, which Chris Joe and I talked about in the pre-show we all acknowledge. Yes, it was DPI, but we have a hard time understanding how it's, DPI in the context of what had not been DPI for the entirety of the game up to that point. And uh, that's the one they decide they're going to put their foot down, draw the line in the sand, and say, we can't let that stand. So wanted to get that out of the way. But that should not take anything away from Tampa because I think Tampa in some areas has a more impressive roster than Kansas City does. I agree with that. You look defensively, their front seven is filled with rock stars. Dudes, man. Jason Pierre-Paul and uh, Shaq Barrett howling and off the edge, terrorizing uh, Green Bay uh, backup tackles as well. Um, you have the interior with them getting Vita Vea back. just kind of feels unfair at this point in the game uh, to go with Ndomina Kinsu and Devin White as a top five pick and Levante David and they're really explosive there, and oh, Tampa, pretty sure Tampa played this game without both starting safeties, right? Yeah, Winfield was out. Um, and then Whitehead. He played. He played, but, but he left the game.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think Murphy Bunting at it was left for a little bit of time
1: as well, too. So – and then obviously, offensively, obviously you get the infusion of Tom Brady and, and Rob Gronkowski, Joe's two favorite people, into their <laughs> depth chart. And um, they, they – complimenting Mike Evans and Chris Godwin, who was a terrific draft steal for them. And uh, Offensive like Donovan Smith flipped the switch a little bit. He's playing a little bit better football here down the stretch. I don't know if it's going to save his job long term, but – they're, they're stout on the interior of the offensive line. Tristan Worms is the best rookie offensive lineman in football. Like you kind of go through it and, and they had the right blend of opportunities and, and bringing guys in from outside their building and drafting well, and uh, taking low risk opportunities on guys like Leonard Fournette and all those things adding up. And you get quarterback that done not turn the ball over 30 times. And this is yeah. where you land.
0: That That's what's funny, right? Is it's, it feels weird saying that while this was a good football team, but they just had a quarterback that threw in tons of interceptions, and then of course Brady throws three picks in the in this game, right? Uh, and so it feels like a weird time to to point that out. But uh, it, for the most part this year, um, that has been a difference for this team. I mean, um, it took some time, right? They were seven and five coming off of the uh, was it the Kansas City loss, so, yes. so whatever loss yes. it was, yeah, you know, seven yep. and five um and you know you kind of felt like well you know are are they really a, a super bowl caliber team but you know they hit their stride and good teams get hot late in the year which was true for all of these teams that were in conference championship weekend um and, and Tom Brady obviously was able to elevate this football team um like he's been doing his whole career and they've got They've got a lot of things on offense that, from a spacing perspective, despite, you know, Tom Brady just kind of being a pocket passer, you know, what they can do with their weapons. They have a diverse group of skill sets here that really stress your spacing. Obviously, they're willing to throw the ball down the field. They do that the most of anyone in the NFL. Uh, But, uh, yeah, just getting Tom Brady here um, was the difference of, you know, I think there's other quarterbacks that could have taken this team to this point. Uh, just given where they were with Jameis. But I mean, Tom Brady's the one that gets them to the Super Bowl for sure.
1: Oh, and that's what Bruce Arian's quote was. It took one guy, talking about Tom, it took one guy to make the difference. Built Bar is a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. So whether you're looking for a healthy snack, a breakfast on the go, something post workout, or just like delicious things, Built Bar can fill the void for you. And best of all, Built Bar doesn't just taste good, it blows the nutritional facts of your typical protein bar out of the water. It's got 200 calories per bar or less, up to 20 grams of protein per bar, 18 delicious flavors to choose from, and one-seventh the grams of carbs and sugar of your typical protein bar. So if you're looking for a change-up in your diet. Visit builtbar.com, use promo code locked on, and you can save 20% off your next order of builtbar. That's builtbar.com, promo code locked on to save 20% and find out what all the fuss is about for yourself.
0: Are you ready for some football? The NFL playoffs are in full swing, and Super Bowl Sunday is right around the corner. There's only one place that has you covered and one place that we trust, and that's betonline.ag. Sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag and use promo code LOCKEDON for your 50% welcome bonus. Maybe you want to put some cash down on the Chiefs or Bucks in the Super Bowl or take advantage of some of those fun prop bets. Check out betonline.ag because they have the best lines in the business. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action and don't forget to use that promo code LOCKEDON to receive a 50% welcome bonus. With your first deposit, Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts.
1: I think from a, a longevity perspective, Tampa is going to have some difficult financial decisions to make, but they also have yeah. the luxury of, you know, Thomas here, not for a long time. He's here for a good time, right? Like you're going to get some more flexibility with your quarterback situation beyond Tom's under contract through the end of 2021, and you Tampa's going to have to ask themselves, okay, how can we structure Chris Godwin and bring Chris Godwin back? Cause we'd hate to see him leave. Can we structure him in a way that allows us to, to minimize the 2021 cap and then perhaps front load it once we're out of the win now window, and then start asking questions. Like they have a lot of those decisions to make, you know, and Dominic Sue not anticipating him being back, but Shaq Barrett, what are you going to do with Shaq Barrett? What are you going to do with Chris Godwin? What are you going to do with Levante David? Like those are not easily replaceable players. And those are questions that you have to ask yourself.
0: There's probably a built-in advantage to, well, you can run it back with Tom Brady in 2021, right? Like, there's not a lot of cap space out there f- across the league. Right. And, and it's like, okay, you want to stay here and play. And, and you, I mean, Tom Brady's been to 10 of the last 20 Super Bowls. Okay, like, uh, you want to be part of a championship team or not? Like, you want to go chase a, a few extra million somewhere else? Then go do it. Um, but I think even if they don't keep these players, there's probably players that can fill those roles that, yeah, I'll go play there. Cause I want to chase a ring.
1: Right. And that, that was the, we weren't sure if it was the new England effect or the Belichick effect or the Brady effect, but, uh, Tom's making one hell of a case that like he's the catalyst and he, he can energize players to come play for maybe less than market value. And, and, Go play with the greatest of all time. And, you know, if you had any questions about a starting quarterback who has the records that Tom Brady has and has won six Super Bowls, just watch him go out and slay the Dragon as the Kansas City Chiefs in two weeks, and then we'll have to call him the greatest of all time. There will be no debate, any no questions asked, point blank, period.
0: I sort of – I'm there. I've been there for a long time. Yeah, but um, there are
1: people that aren't.
0: I can't. I don't even understand that. What do you guys make of – um I think a big narrative that's come out of Tom Brady winning the NFC championship game has been that Drew Brees and Aaron Rodgers have only done that one time. Right. And they've been in the NFC for, you know, well over a decade each Tom Brady's there for six months and he's, he's done it. What, what does that, what does that say to you? Like, what's the, what's the context there? What is, what does that mean?
1: Uh, Well, I could tell you for Rodgers, I believe I saw, The stat that he was the first quarterback to lose four consecutive appearances in the conference championship game.
0: Does McNabb not have that?
1: McNabb (laughs) had it, but he didn't lose four consecutive conference championship games. He went to the one Super Bowl. They made it to the one that was sandwiched in between in there, right? So. Okay. Um. Rodgers joined the league company on Sunday, becoming the second quarterback to lose four NFC championship games, period, along with Donovan McNabb. Drew Brees, It's tough because it felt like their ideal window to run it back and win another one was when like all the stuff hit the fan with Bounty Gate. Right. And, Peyton yeah. had to sit out a year and Greg Williams obviously gets blacklisted and they got penalized a bunch for that. So it's a it's testament the, to how good the other guys are, or how good how good Tom Brady is.
0: There's been a lot more parody on the NF side NFC side of things, which I guess is a little surprising that there's been, you know, just one Super Bowl appearance so far for Drew Brees and Aaron Rodgers. But I mean, like it's been it's been the Brady Manning Roethlisberger one-time Joe Flacco show in the AFC for twenty years. Like, if you weren't one of those four quarterbacks, you didn't you didn't go to the the Super Bowl. Like that yeah. was it. And the NFC, man, you, I mean, you see, I mean, you, you see Garoppolo, you see Goff, you see Nick Foles, Matt Ryan, Cam Newton, Russell Wilson, Colin Kaepernick, the Eli Manning stuff. Then you get your Aaron Rodgers and and. Uh, Drew Brees 2009 yeah. 2010 Kurt or was it um Carson Palmer who was the quarterback yeah, in the 2008 Arizona Cardinals was No, Arizona? Carson Palmer. It was well
2: Kurt Warner took them to the Super Bowl against Pittsburgh.
0: So, okay, 2008, right?
2: 2008. That yeah, sounds that right. San Antonio Holmes catch back in the end zone. Yeah, yeah that, that must have been Kurt,
0: Kurt Warner, right? Eli Manning, Rex Grossman. I mean this is and the, I mean is this is all Jake in the, this is
1: all, all in the same time span that right. you've been talking about, the same four quarterbacks representing the A's. right.
0: Let's keep going. Jake Delome, Brad Johnson, Kurt Warner again.
1: Like, so
0: <laughs> how did Aaron Rodgers and Drew Brees not get a couple more <laughs> each when it's those quarterbacks? It's crazy. And I think that reinforces
2: the point that you're making, Joe, and I, I'm with you, that, like, there is no conversation of who the greatest is. Like, Russell Wilson, Aaron Rodgers, and Drew Brees have combined for, what, three Super Bowls? The three of those guys combined? I think we've been to four. Well, They've been to four, but they've won three, right? Yeah. yeah. Brady's got six going for seven. That's unheard of. That's and ridiculous. he's going to do it
1: in, in two separate conferences for two separate teams if he wins this game. I, I don't even know why we're having this conversation. It shouldn't even be a thing. Well, if it if it still is, it's not anymore. Because that's, that's the credit of signing the GOAT. So bear that in mind, all those teams that have an opportunity to add an elite quarterback, maybe not the greatest of all time quarterback. But if you have the chance to add an elite quarterback to your roster, you should probably think long and hard about it because – the very least you're going to get one, Drew Brees, Aaron Rodgers, Super Bowl appearance and win. But depending on how good you can build around him, you may get several. So, food for thought. Anything well, else here, boys? Yeah.
2: Can I add one yeah. more thing about Tampa real quick? Yeah, go ahead, Chris. Because I have their roster up in front of me, and de- definitely the definition of like confirmation bias the statement I'm about to say. Boy, they got a lot of draft picks that they hit on, a, in this, uh, on this depth chart. Like, mm-hmm. Boy, are they good at finding outside of first-round talent that they can put around their infrastructure.
1: Oh, you mean the draft is more than one round long, Chris? It, it,
2: Kyle, that's what I'm saying. It's, it's more than just what we, what we see on you know, that first night of the draft. You have to be good at those other rounds, too.
1: So maybe the next time you get a pick you don't like in your mock draft, just remember that one, too. It's a seven-round process. And uh, that's going to do it for us today. Monday show in the books, conference championship games in the books. Uh, we will be live this evening ahead of the senior bowl. Maybe we'll talk the senior bowl tonight, but that's up to you guys for takes on takes. You bring your questions and topics and we'll tackle them. Kyle Krabs, Chris Schubert, and Joe Marino. Thanks as always for listening to the draft Youth podcast. We hope to see you on YouTube tonight, 7 30 PM. Eastern standard time. Come on, join us. If not, we'll talk to you tomorrow.